Let's welcome my friend Adonis Lindsay as he brings the word. God bless you. All right, all right. Is anybody, y'all stay standing, stay standing. Did anybody come to hear what God has to say today? About 10 of you. Did anybody really come to get a word from God today? Come on, he's the reason. Is he not the reason we are here? I feel, I feel like I'm at home. This is my second time being here at this church, but I really sense the presence of God here. Amen. Come on, I really sense that God has brought us together for such a time as this. And I believe uh, that somebody's going to get a word they've been looking for today. I believe that because we do serve a good, good father. Come on, come on. We serve a good, good father who knows, who knows how to take care of what belongs to him. Come on. Does anybody belong to God today? Come on. Then you need to know God. God is always working behind the scenes of your situation. Come on, he's always working behind in the shadows of your circumstance. Even when you can't see what he's doing, you need to know that he's up to something. Come on, he's working it out. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, he's working it out for you right now. He's, he's He's about to turn that thing around because he's a good God. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's give him one more round of applause because he's worthy. He's so worthy. You guys can be seated in the house. It's exciting. Uh, for me to be back here, uh, I was here last year and uh, just connected with, with Ray and Wendy. And I tell you, you know, give it up for your pastors. Just amazing, amazing people. And so me and, me and Pastor Ray, we've just, we've got a lot in common just with our background, our history. And uh, we've, we've just developed an amazing relationship that iron sharpens iron. I know the Bible talks about that and, and you need good people in your life. Here's the deal. When, 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 when God wants to bless you, he'll send good people into your life. Yes, now, when the, when the devil wants to curse you, he'll send the wrong people into your life. Can anybody say amen to that one? So I'm so thankful for the relationship and just what it's, what it's doing and iron sharpens iron. And I want to talk to you today. I've got a, a few minutes here. And I know you guys have been in a, a, a series of radical love and, and radical faith. And I want to talk about radical love produces radical power. Because here's the deal. Listen, when you, when you connect with God, then you turn into another person. Okay? God doesn't connect with you and leave you the same. Amen? And so, so it is when you connect with people. God begins to do some amazing things in your life. And one of the things I realized as we look at, uh, as I look at my own family and, and look at our country. How many of you guys have been praying for your country? Amen. Amen. Uh, praying for uh, the United States and just praying for uh, the future uh, for our children. And one of the things I begin to realize is that, you know, change doesn't start in the White House. It starts with my house. Well, I'm going to say that till I get it. I'm going to preach to myself. Change doesn't start in the White House. It starts in my house. And one of the things I realize, one of the things I realize is that that God's called me to be the shepherd of my family. See, I don't don't rely on the school system to educate my children. 
That's my responsibility. And here's another step further. I don't rely on the church to teach my children about God. That is my responsibility. Come on. As a father, that is my responsibility to train up my children in the way they should go. That's how you change America. It's all based upon relationships. Tony Evans said it this way. He said, if you want a better world, you must have better nations. If you want better nations, you must have better countries. If you want better countries, you must have better cities. If you want better cities, you must have better communities. If you want better communities, you must have better neighborhoods. If you want better neighborhoods, you must have better families. If you want better families, you must have better marriages. If you want better marriages, you must have better relationships. If you want better relationships, you must have God's radical love. Come on. You must have God's radical love on the inside of you. And I got a few scriptures. Then we're going to get to the meat of this. And and it's going to bless you. It's going to encourage you. Matthew 18, 19 says it this way. I also tell you this. If two of you, everybody say two of you. All it takes is two. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. And so I believe God sets the precedence here because he's always looking for just two people to be in relationship and in agreement with one another. I mean, two are better than one. Two can do more than one. And so when God connects you with, with that right person, the person that you are assigned to be in their life, I mean, there's two, there's two things. Never approach a relationship and say, I'm just going to receive. Right. Come on. But you got to ask yourself, what, what value am I adding to this person? What value am I going to bring to this person? Because here's the deal. What you put in is what you get out. He said, if any two of you can just get over your differences. Listen, God's love has nothing to do with your, 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 your preferences. Come on, let's, let's kick our preferences out the door. So get over your differences and your personal preferences and understand that, that maybe God is calling you to connect with somebody. Maybe in your community, maybe in your workplace. To take them and you to another level. If any two of you will just agree. I mean, it, you know, people, people, when they come to me and say, well, Pastor, I'm just, I'm having a struggle at my job, my workplace. It's, it's, it's a chaotic atmosphere. I'm like, well, can you find anybody that you can agree with to change the atmosphere? Ephesians 4, 2 says it this way. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I love that. Be humble, be gentle, be patient. I know God's love requires you to be patient with some people. I know there's some people that will test you. There's some people that will get on your nerves. There's some people that God's assigned to you that, that they irritate you. Now, what are you going to do in that moment? Don't look at me like a calf at a new gate. You know what I'm talking about. And, and God's assigned you to somebody, but they irritate you. And maybe here's the deal. He's calling you to, to connect with that person to make you better. Yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Because here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. We're, we're commanded to love, but we're not commanded to like. Can, can I really get real? Because I feel like I'm at home right now. Can I get real with you? See, see, I love my wife and my wife loves me. But there are some times I can do some things that irritate her. And you know what she tells me, Pastor Ray? She says, she says I love you, but I don't like you right now. I know that's real talk. Any women ever been there? Come on. Y'all know. See, the ladies be honest. They know. I, I love you because I'm commanded to love you, but I just don't like you right now. But here's the deal. We, we, we got to get over our own selfish desires and what we want out of a relationship and what we want out of, out of connecting with somebody and being in agreement. And we got to understand that when God calls you to connect with somebody, maybe, maybe there's something that he's called y'all to do that will change the world, change your environment, change your neighborhood, change your family. You got to understand that there's power in love and there's power in agreement. There's power in agreement when you're walking in agreement. It doesn't mean you got you to agree on everything, but you must agree that Jesus is Lord. Right. And you must agree that maybe God's called you together to, to do something great in your city. See, I can agree on that. Yeah. And I don't have to agree with, with what day we do it on. Come on. Because see, that, <clears throat> that's personal preference. But I can agree on that God's called us to do something great. Now, here's the deal. Everything God does, you got to understand, it flows through the conduit of relationships. See, here's the deal. A lot of times we're waiting on God to step down and do something in our lives, in our world, in our community. And, and God's waiting to do that, but he knows you can't do it by yourself. It's going to take somebody joining with you. He didn't say if only one of you would agree. He said if two of you would agree. And so we got to get a hold of this, this relationship thing, and it's only uh, mastered when we have this radical love. Now, here's the thing about relationships. They're good, but they're not easy. Come on. You want to know why? That's right. You know why? Because there's some crazy folk out there. There's some crazy people out there. And here's the thing about relationships. You know what? They involve the risk of you getting hurt. Come on. They involve the risk of you being disappointed. They involve the risk of you being let down. They also involve the risk of you being betrayed. See, that's a risk, and nobody wants to get, get hurt, and we close ourselves off. You know, we live in a society today that we don't even have to speak to our neighbors when we pull into our house. Isn't, isn't that a shame? Come on, you can pull into your house, you can hit the little button in your car that lifts up your garage. Come on, drive into your garage, hit the button again, it closes the door, and you don't even have to go out and speak to your neighbors. That's the world that we live in. You know, let me, let me take you about, about 20, 30 years back. You, you remember when, when, when you were at home and maybe with the family and the doorbell rang? I mean, you were excited because company was coming over. Oh, who could it be at the door? Go get the door. Go get, come on in. Come on in. Hang out with us for a while. But today you let the doorbell ring. You're like, who is that? You're like, baby, is somebody coming over? Come on. You're like, kids, get down. Get out the window. Get back. Who is that at my door? You're like, you're like, shh. 
don't say nothing. Turn the TV down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because we all do that. And we sit in our house and it's awkward because we're waiting for them to leave. What's wrong with us today that we, we're running from the very thing that God called us to connect with that can produce change in our world? When we get over ourselves and our busyness and understand that God wants to bless us, He wants to bless the people we connect with, but it's going to take a radical love. I didn't say a radical feeling. See, don't, 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 don't equate your love with God's love. Because our love is so conditional. I love you if you love me back. I can do something for you, but I'm expecting something in return. Come on. You know? Because then if, if I'm constantly doing something for you and you don't do something for me, then I feel jaded. I feel like I got the short end of the stick. See, that's, that's, that's human love. But, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God's radical love. That he's going to love you no matter what. I tell my children all the time when they do something silly and they do something that, that they know they shouldn't be doing. It's like I, before I even correct them, I said, you know, daddy loves you. What am I doing? I don't, I don't ever want them to think that my love for them is conditional upon their behavior. So I start the correction off with, now you know daddy loves you. I end the correction, whatever it is, with, you know daddy loves you. And I pick him up and I hug him. And my wife gets on me because I take him down to the store and get them their favorite treat. <laughs> Y'all pray for me on that one, you know. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to figure it out. I'm going to do something bad and daddy's going to take me down to the store and get, give me my favorite treat. Right. But here's what I want to talk about, three things. Y'all still with me? Is this helping anybody? Radical love produces radical power. There's three types of relationships you're going you're gonna to need. You're going you're gonna to need in your life. You're going to have to be these for other people, but you're going to need them. Y'all ready for them? The first one is you need a fighting relationship. Mm -hmm. Come on. You, 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 you need somebody who, who they've got your back. Come on. I didn't, now notice I didn't say everybody. Because sometimes you, you, you connect with the wrong people and you think they got your back, and they do, but they're so far back there. <laughs> and then you got, you ever, you, ever, you ever have to question anybody, wonder, did they really have your back? If you have to question, then you got the wrong person. Okay? If you've got to question that. And so you need a fighting relationship, someone who's got your back and you've got theirs. First Samuel chapter 14 is a great example. I don't have time to go there, but you can go back there and revisit that. But this is where, where, where Jonathan, he was Saul's son, but Jonathan, uh, one day he decided to go over and fight with the enemy. Just like God's going to call you to do something radical one day, and you can't do it alone. Amen? And so Jonathan turned to his young armor bearer and said, hey, you know what? We're going to climb up this mountain. We're going to go over and fight the enemy. And maybe God will work for us and help us through this. He just had a plan, right. a radical plan. But his armor bearer had a radical love. And he said, I'm with you in whatever you decide to do. So good. He didn't question. What he, 
It's almost like you calling somebody up on the phone and say, hey, you know, we need to go over in this area of town and we need to witness. I believe God is calling me to witness to a group of people. You need somebody to say, okay, what time do you want to be there? They got your back. They're not questioning whether or not you heard from God. Come on. Come on. That's a, that's a, fa- a fighting relationship. That's somebody who's not going to slow you down. That's somebody who's not going to deter you. They're not going to discourage you. But they just got your back. Jonathan's armor bearer said, you know what? Whatever, whatever God puts in your heart, let's go do it. I'm with you. And the moment they begin to go up, climb up this mountain and fight with the, the enemy, God began to work for them. Absolutely. Two of them. Two of them. It wasn't an army. God said, I just need two of you to be in agreement. See, there's power in agreement, guys. There's power in agreement. God said, I just need two of you to speak my word, speak the same thing, and be in agreement. And I will work wonders for you. So you need that fighting relationship. I didn't say you need to be fighting one another. Come on now. Probably the moment I said that, somebody said, I'm already in a fighting relationship, and I'm ready to get out of it. I'm done. But you need that fighter with you. The second thing, you need a non-jealous relationship. Now, I'm going to have to camp out here for just a little bit, okay? Because, see, I felt it. The temperature just kind of rose in the room. It started way back there, and it came all the way down here. And so you need a non-jealous relationship. Because whether you realize it or not, there are some people that are close to you that are jealous of what God is doing in your life. Come on. There's nothing worse than having somebody who's got a secret jealousy for you. Come on. That's detrimental. That's sabotage. You need somebody who they can rejoice when you rejoice. Come on. You can watch them. Here's a good indicator. Be, Be very careful. You need to write this one down. Pay close attention. To the people around you who don't clap when you win. Mm-hmm. You, better, you, better, you better make a mental note of that person who's not smiling when you win, when they're close to you. They're not applauding when you win. I didn't say count them out. I just said keep your eye on them. Because secret jealousy will sabotage. So you need that non-jealous relationship. You, mean, you need somebody that, that they've got your best interests at heart. They are for you no matter what the situation is. And I think about David and, and Jonathan. You all remember the story in 1 Samuel chapter 20. This is where, where Saul was going crazy, jealous. Now he was jealous and everybody knew he was jealous. Got to the point where he tried to kill David, threw a spear at him and, and missed him, and David ran. And so David had a, had a non-jealous relationship with, with Saul's son, Jonathan. And David wanted to stay in the kingdom, and he consulted with Jonathan. And David's like, Jonathan, your dad is, is, is I don't know what's going on. He's trying, to, he's trying to kill me. And Jonathan said, no, David, let me assess the situation. Let me figure out what's going on here. And if I get the sense that my dad is really trying to kill you, I will come out and warn you and tell you so that you can get away from this. And I love that story because because Jonathan went to go talk to Saul and Saul got mad at Jonathan and, and, and Saul's jealousy almost 
He was trying to push it over onto his son. Because he said, Jonathan, I can't believe you're for this guy. He's the one that God's anointed to be king. He's going to take your place. I mean, that was a good spot for Jonathan to get jealous. See, here's the deal. Listen, jealousy will get you nowhere in the kingdom of God. Come on. Jealousy will not advance you. And if you ever find yourself being jealous of what God is doing, some, some, doing in somebody's life, then, then you're almost putting yourself against God. And how I many know God will not stand for that? But I love the response of Jonathan. Jonathan went up and he went back to David. And there was not an ounce of jealousy on the inside of him because of a radical love. David, I love you so much. I'm going to be honest with you. Dad is crazy. He has lost his mind. I don't know why, but, but he's still my dad. I've got to honor and respect, but he is crazy. And David, you need to get as far away from him as you can. Because I sense God is on your life. And if you're supposed to be the next king, you can't hang around here with this jealous king right here. I know that's a radical love. Listen, that's a radical love that will push you. It will push you into your destiny. Can I really break it down? Let me, can I get practical with you? Yes, sir. Let me get practical. You, you, need, you need a friend that's able to come up and say, you know what, you got, you got a piece of broccoli in your teeth. Because right <laughs> <there. laughs> you know you've had dinner with people and they got something in their teeth and you're almost embarrassed to tell them. I need somebody to tell me I got broccoli in my teeth. Why? Because they know if I walk away from them, Here's the deal. If I walk away from them, then I'm going to go throughout the day smiling in front of people. God bless you. How you doing? Broccoli in my teeth. You ain't no friend if you let your friend walk away with broccoli in their teeth. You might be secretly jealous of them, and you want them to look like a fool walking around. So you better check yourself if you let somebody walk away from your presence with broccoli in their teeth. Come on. But Jonathan had a radical love for David to the point of him saying, now here's the deal, by right, Jonathan was next in line. But he recognized God's anointing was on David. So he said, David, I love you, man. I'm not jealous of you. By right, I'm supposed to be the next king, but obviously God saw something more. So I'm going to help get you to where God needs you to be. Come on. That's a radical love. That's a radical love that produces radical power. David went on to be one of the greatest kings that's recorded in the Bible because somebody had a radical love for him. Amen? The third thing is, y'all still with me? The third thing is you need a non-judgmental relationship. Come on, you need that and you need to be that for somebody. In John 8 where Jesus is on the scene where the woman that's caught in the act of adultery and then everybody that was there was ready to, to stone her and to kill her and was bringing accusation. But Jesus stepped up on the scene not judging her. 
And he turned that situation around. We all know the story as he, as he, as he, as he wrote on the ground and the people that had stones. He said, he that uh, without sin amongst you, let him, let him, let him throw the first stone. Let, it, let him be the first person to stand up. And Come on. One by one, the Bible says they dropped their stones and they walked away. You see, they walked away still judging. But Jesus was there to bring forgiveness of her sins in a non-judging way. See, you need somebody in your life that allows you to be real. Can I get really real? Come on. You need somebody in your life that allows you to take off the mask. Because mm -hmm. see, we come to church and we look all pretty and we can smile and we can, but you need somebody that you can take the mask off and you can let them know how you really feel. Come on, when you're really struggling. Come on. When you really don't feel like speaking faith, power, and victory over your situation. Come on, you need that person. Because here's the deal. The Bible says, if two of you can agree. See, I, I can't agree with you if you're always putting on a fake face. Because I'm agreeing with something that you don't even believe in. Right. Right. At the moment. Come on now. But, but, but if you take off the mask and you get real and you let people know you're hurting, you're discouraged, you're lonely, then I can come into agreement with that because I know where you are. Come on. I can be a friend. I can, I can, I can, I can help you with that. I can encourage you in that. But you need that person. And you need to be that person. When somebody comes to you, listen, and they, they open up their heart, they open up their life, it's, it's not so that you can hold that against them one day. Right, right. See, see, that's why we don't like to open up to, and I'm not saying you need to open up to everybody. But you need that person that you can be real and you can walk away and you'll never have a question in your mind whether or not they're going to hold that against you one day. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's the relationship you need, and that's the relationship you need to be to somebody out there. Because at the end of the day, how I many know we're either hurting, we're coming out of a hurt, or we may get involved in something that's going to bring potential hurt again. So you need that person that you can sit down with and say, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I feel like giving up. I feel like throwing in the towel. I don't know if I believe God anymore. Right. I mean, no, that's, that's real talk. Yeah. Good. Take off the mask. Have that person that you don't have a shadow of a doubt that they won't turn that against you. And you'll know because your spirit will connect with that person. Absolutely. Come on. You don't have to sit there and tell that person 20 times, now make sure this stays between me and you. <laughs> If you do, you've got the wrong person. The wrong Just walk away right then and there. If you have to lead the conversation off now, what I'm about to tell you, please, please, don't tell anybody. But that good friend, before you even start the conversation, they'll let you know this stays right here. Come on. I want you to know this stays right here. Come on, good. those are those relationships that you need in your life. So good. 
That radical love, that produces radical power because it allows you to open up yourself and communicate what's really going on to somebody. And you can come into agreement with that person. Come on. And together, you guys can begin to speak the word of God to change the way that you're feeling on the inside. Amen? Amen? Did that help anybody? Anybody? Y'all still with me? Y'all give Jesus a hand clap. Encourage me. Here we go. I'm, I am almost done. I got a few more. I'm going to really bring it home right now if I can. And so here's the thing, because so many times that we can be going through life and we can be jacked up. Anybody ever just been jacked up? And, yeah. yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. You, you're crazy and you knew it. <laughs> but here's the deal. You know, before I met my wife, I was in ministry, preaching the word of God, and the area of relationships was like that one area that I was so jacked up in. Can I be real with y'all today? Very jacked up in the area of just relationships. And I did not know why. Went through my whole life saying this one statement. I'm never getting married. Never having children. It's just going to be me and Jesus. That's what I said. It's going to be me and Jesus. Went through Bible school saying it's going to be me and Jesus. Got out of Bible school and worked at several churches. It's going to be me and Jesus. I ain't ever getting married, never having any children. And so that led me on a string of failed relationships. Never could commit in a relationship. Got involved in relationships that I shouldn't have been involved in. How many of you ever been there? Come on. You knew it, but you were kind of sucked into it. Then you got sucked into it. It's like, how do I get out of this? Ooh, see, I'm getting real right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, Lord, how do I get out of this one? I got myself into a mess. Yeah. Hurting on the inside because you know better. And so I didn't realize what was going on until God brought it to my attention. There's something that happened to me when I was very young, and this was many years ago. I was, I was probably 15, 16 years of age, Pastor Ray. And so my parents were going through a rocky time in their relationship. I was at home by myself one morning. Everybody was gone from the house. My mom was at work. My dad was coming home early that morning, and... We were in a huge home, and so I said, I'm just going to go down and sleep in the master bedroom until somebody comes home. So I went down. I was asleep. My dad walked in very early in the morning, and he walked in. He looked at me, saw me in the bed, and he walked in. He sat down on the edge of the bed with his back to me, and he put his head in his hands, and he said, son, he never turned around and looked at me again, but he said, son, whatever you do, he said, don't ever get married and don't ever have children. And he stood up and he walked out of the room. And in that moment, I didn't realize it then, but in that moment, those words took deep root within my 15-year-old heart. And the only thing I could think of was 
when my dad told me that, marriage and having children has brought him to a place of discouragement and defeat. That was my hero. And when he walked out of the room, it became a defense mechanism for me. I don't want to end up like my hero, discouraged, depressed, defeated. So what am I going to do? I'm never going to get married, and I'm never going to have children. Can you imagine that? Even after I gave my life to Christ, got involved in the ministry, those words had took such root on the inside of me that they were jacking up every relationship. I was relational dysfunctional and did not know why. When I met my wife, Heather, that, once again, when God gets ready to bless you, when he gets ready to bring a freedom into your life, come on, when he gets ready to do something radical in your life and produce change through the power of his word, he will assign somebody to you. He will assign the right person to you. When I met my wife, Heather, we, we kind of figured out that we were interested in one another. And I knew my past in relationships, and she had a past in her relationships as well. And the first thing we did before we started dating, before we got all the googly eyes and like, ooh, look what the Lord has done. No. The first thing we did, because I knew that I didn't have the power in myself to have a functional relationship, we submitted to our leadership and said, hey, we're interested in one another, and we had people that we could communicate to and open up ourselves to and say, this is who we are. This is my past in relationships. This is my past in relationships. And we had people that had our best interests at heart and said, hey, we want to help you guys get on a path so that God could speak to you and let you know if you are right for each other. I mean, no, that's pretty important. Yeah. Come on. You see, we, we need to get God's opinion before our goosebumps kick in. Come on. That's the deal. So we got on that path, and we, we, we started dating, and, and our dating was very different. We dated with leadership in the church. We had elders in the church, couples, eight couples that we had to go on dates with at different times. We didn't hold hands. We didn't kiss. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't watch a movie at each other's house on the sofa in the dark. Tell the truth. Because we all know what happens. It's like 30 minutes later. I didn't intend on that happening. Uh-oh. Come on, come on. Jesus said, if any two of you can agree. So when me and Heather were dating, we agreed that we're only going to keep moving forward when we are in agreement and when we feel God's in agreement. And so there were many times through our dating process where we hit a roadblock. And we didn't lie to one another and say, well, no, I, I can deal with that. I can, you know, I can compromise with that. 
No, we hit a roadblock, we would fall out of agreement, and there were many times when we would pray before we left each other's preference, God, if we're not for each other, please show us right now. If we're not supposed to keep walking down this path, if we're the wrong people for each other, please show us so that, so that we can go our separate ways. You can heal our hearts and we can move on. Yes. We did that about five times in our dating relationship. Mm. And every time God honored it because we'd walk away not trying to call each other. The worst thing you can do is force somebody to be a part of your life. Come on. Because yes. you end up forcing the wrong person at times. Right. God could be trying to free you from a friendship or a relationship, whatever it is, and you keep holding on to it. Come on, your dependency should always be on God no matter what. But because we believe we have that radical love for God and we loved each other enough, even when we were dating, I loved her because she was God's daughter. And there were times that I would say, if I'm the wrong person, God, show me. We'd hit those roadblocks. We'd, 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 we'd walk away from each other. And then God would begin to see. That's the deal. When you put it back in God's hands, then God would begin to, to deal with my heart. He would deal with her heart. And then we would come back together. God showed me this. God showed me that. Okay, we're in agreement again. Let's keep moving forward. And even in the midst of that, as we were moving forward, and I'm uh, kind of skipped up the story a little bit, but we reached that place where we kind of just felt like, you know, God's blessing was on the relationship. And, and there was time for the next step was the engagement. And so I was excited. I remember plain as day. I was so excited, had the ring with me, everything, and, and I'm driving home. And all of a sudden, a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack in my life. Anybody ever panic attack? Yeah, you, you, and it freaks you out. You panic, just come. I've never, I've heard people say they've had panic attacks, but I've never had a panic attack. I'm driving down the road. The ring is sitting there next to me in the console, and I had a panic attack. Yeah. I could hardly breathe. I'm breaking out in a sweat. I don't know what's going on. I had to pull the car over on the side of the road. And the devil began to speak to me. You're going to end up just like your dad because you're about to get married and you're going to plan on having children. And that panic attack, all I saw was that mass of a man standing up and walking out of the room. And I began to break down and cry. And God finally came in and showed me, Adonis, those words are so rooted in your heart. And he said, but just give me a moment. He said, I want you to begin to worship me. There I was on the side of the road. Yeah. Come on. Come on. And I lifted up my hands yeah. and I began to worship. He said, I'm about to do surgery on your heart right now. So good. So good. And I just began to worship God. Tears flowing down my, my face. He reached in. This is what he showed me. He reached in, grabbed those words and pulled them out of my heart. So good. Come on. So good. Listen, that's a radical love. Listen, radical listen, love. listen. That's a radical love that produced a power to free me. And as he did that, I began to weep and cry. And, and, and he, he spoke to me. He said, now, Donis, he said, your dad didn't do that on purpose. He was venting to the wrong person. 
See, that's what happens if you got the wrong, come on now. He vented to the wrong person. He said, I'm going to free you from that and you'll never deal with it again in your life. And from that moment on, started my car back up. As the story goes, proposed to my wife, Heather. We've been married nine years this past February. It's a radical love. That's a radical love that God wants to do in each and every one of us when we connect with him. Come on. We connect with him first. Come on, he's a good, good father. Come on, when we connect with him, then he'll produce something great in our life. That's, our, that's my family right there. That's my family. That's my wife, Heather. That's my wife, Heather. That's my six-year-old, Grayson. And that's my four-year-old, Carrington. Right there. And so God has produced so many great things. And those are the children that I said I didn't want to have. Can you imagine that? Didn't want to have them. Didn't want to have her. But those were words that were spoken. But when God connected me to the right person, it put me on the right path to bring a freedom in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And listen, I'm here to tell you, God can do that for anybody. Come on. And I'm not just talking about a romantic relationship, but there's some people that you're supposed to be iron, sharpens iron with to help you get to your next level. Amen? This help anybody today? Come on, give Jesus a praise. Stand to your feet with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for everybody that was here under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that needs to experience that radical love by you. We declare today because of the power of your presence and the awesomeness of your love, oh God, that you are moving right now between the aisles, that you're moving right now, God, touching the hearts in this house, causing them to realize that you are love and you so desperately want to flow through them. We thank you for it today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Adonis, I'm going to ask you to stay here with me. And we're going to close out the service. But I just really feel prompted that we need to spend some time in prayer.